overcome us. As dark as death can be, particularly for those suffering with grief, light and life are greater as we face the future. This is your coronavirus update, and I'm Jim Watkins. Last week, just prior to Thanksgiving, it was brought to my attention that the federal government has decided to no longer publish accurate information pertaining to the adverse effects of the various vaccinations being used to mitigate COVID-19 spread. According to OpenBears.com, which is comprised of a volunteer group of people who painstakingly retrieve information, provided by law by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, changes were made which will prevent the general public from knowing the truth about the dangers of the vaccinations. Let me now share with you what Open Bearers had to say via email last week. From 2007 to 2010, computer scientist Roz Lazarus and medical doctor Michael Klompas led a study at Harvard Pilgrim Healthcare, Inc. on behalf of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services to identify ways to use health information technology to improve reporting to the Vaccine Adverse Effects Events Reporting System, otherwise known as VAERS. They discovered that 2.6% of all vaccinations led to adverse events. From their review of the literature and their own independent findings, they conducted the bears undercounts actual harms from vaccines by a factor of 10 to 100. They built a prototype so that all electronic medical records anywhere in the country could automatically submit a report to bears, thus solving the underreporting problem. At which point, HHS stopped returning their calls and cut off all contact. The underreporting problem obviously had not gone away. Instead, HHS just decided to cover it up through omission, which they still do today. In response to the astronomical rates of adverse effects following COVID-19 injections, independent researchers have once again attempted to calculate the rate at which harms are underreported to VAERS, referred to as the underreporting factor, or URF. Steve Kirsch and Dr. Jessica Rose have calculated the URF at 31 times to 51 times in a number of different ways, basically in the middle of the range originally calculated by Lazarus and Klompas. Using the newly obtained data from the V-SAFE system, OpenVAERS is also able to independently calculate the VAERS URF. According to VSAFE's own protocol, anyone with a, quote, significant medically attended health event, end quote, received a call from VAERS to file a report. We now have 10,108,273 persons registered with VSAFE from the ICAN Freedom of Information Act. We know that. 782,913 required medical care 
from a doctor or other healthcare professional. 1.344 million people, approximately, missed work or school due to the vaccines. 1.225 million, approximately, were unable to conduct normal activities. The spill type field in VAERS allows us to see which reports have come from vSafe. This is not a field you can search in Wonder. However, you can search it on the OpenVAERS website, and we have a new page that breaks down the vSafe symptoms and events. Since 782,913 vSafe participants required medical care, then that same number of vSafe participants should have received a phone call telling them to fill out a VAERS report, and there should have been 782,913 reports in VAERS marked vSafe. That is not what happened. Instead, there are only 30,492 vSafe reports to VAERS. 30,492 actual VAERS reports from SAFE minus 782,000 injured people who were instructed to file a report equals 3.89% of that number that should be there. In other words, they underreported by 96,000 or 96%. Expressed in another way, a URF of 26 times. That's 26 times less than what should have been reported. That is the undercount. This is the most conservative way to calculate the URF using the new vSafe numbers. One could also use the 1.344 million people who missed work or school due to the vaccine or the 1.225 million people who were unable to conduct normal activities to calculate the URF. In each case, one would end up with an even higher URF. Of course, because vSafe depends on self-reporting through an app, one cannot use it to calculate the URF for fatalities. It is important to underscore the absurdity of this whole situation. Number one, HHS knows that bears undercounts harms, but refuses to talk about it. Number two, HHS will not allow electronic medical records to automatically report to VAERS even though Lazarus and Klompus showed that this is an easy way to retrieve information. Number three, in anticipation of the rollout of COVID-19 vaccines, HHS introduced several new systems, VSAFE, CISA, Sentinel, BEST, in addition to VAERS, and VSD, which subdivides the vaccine-injured population into different databases and thus makes it difficult to determine the overall rate of harms. Adding insult to injury, HHS then called 782,913 vaccine-injured people participating in VSAFE and told them to report to VAERS rather than just completing the VAERS report with them over the phone. And then over 96% of VAERS reports that should have been filed fell through the cracks. And the bureaucrats at HHS can blame the vaccine injured rather than taking responsibility themselves. In conclusion, thank you for supporting Open VAERS and sharing the information with others. Signed, the Open VAERS team. Ladies and gentlemen, my heart fell when I read that message. It was like the United States medical establishment had crossed the Rubicon of integrity, putting at risk millions of lives everywhere who may have never known 
that the vaccinations in many cases pose a greater risk to the public health than COVID itself. Today in China, we see that they are still enforcing lockdowns after two years and since COVID has devolved into nothing more than a minor flu. People today are not dying so much from COVID as they are from challenged immune systems provoked by the mRNA vaccines, which are rewriting our immune systems, making us more susceptible to other diseases, according to experts such as Robert W. Malone, who invented mRNA technology, and Dr. Peter McCullough, who is a renowned author and heart surgeon. Today, the very drugs that were once considered off-limits are being used to treat people who have COVID with greater severity. This very procedure, has, had it been adopted in late 2021, would have prevented millions of deaths. But because Big Pharma and Big Government wanted to generate billions in a vaccine-only approach and at the same time experiment with humanity to see how they could control the population, we are subjected to what historians will soon consider to be the first global version of the Tuskegee experiment. And they are still experimenting today. I won't stop doing these podcasts, but I will change the trajectory on what we cover, which will now include news on what world governments are doing to undermine basic human liberties through tyrannical health regulations designed to instill continued fear, confusion, and as Matthias Desmond coined, mass formation psychosis. Compliance. I hope you will continue to share and support this podcast. I'm actually surprised it hasn't been deleted, but I expect once it becomes more widely distributed, the powers who control podcast distribution will probably shut this one down as well. I can only hope enough people will hear this message before that time occurs. And to the over 1 million people who have been following this podcast, I thank you. Like you, I'm a person who believes people have a right to know the truth so they can make informed decisions for their own self and safety and for their families. Stay tuned.